Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. If you haven't done so already, I'd really appreciate it if you hit the like button on whatever platform you happen to be tuning in on. That way, the algorithms will work more in our favor, more people will start to see this podcast, and more people will hopefully benefit from it. If nothing else, they get a chuckle at my terrible dad jokes. If available, leave a five-star review. That also helps work those algorithms. So last week, we had Holden on the show. We talked about travel, road trips, kind of how travel affects those on the spectrum and kind of different things that pop up while we are away from home. We'll check back in when Holden's a little bit older, maybe in a couple of years. Uh, That way, we can pull some more of that emotional issues out and not just, I didn't like the bumpy part of the plane ride. Today we have a guest on our cast. Uh, I welcome guests on just about any time. So if you have a great story, brilliant insight, or just think that people enjoy listening to the sound of your voice, send me a message, leave a comment, maybe scribble your request onto a scrap of paper and attach it delicately to the foot of a carrier pigeon in hopes that it makes my way. I was trying to think about how long I've known today's guest, but I can't really pinpoint a time. Maybe three, four, five years, somewhere in there. Welcome to the show, Alex Clark. Thanks for having me, Scott. So I like to start things off with just a handful of questions about our interactions, even limited as they may have been, and then get into some more about you and what you do and what you're all about. So uh, let's see, tell us, do you remember the first time we met or maybe some of the earlier interactions and what did you think of me, the way I acted or the way I interact with groups that we happen to be in? And just a reminder, folks, I've encouraged my guests to be open and not worry about hurting my feelings because I don't actually have any. (laughs) Can I swear on this podcast? (laughs) If you want. Is it okay? It's just discouraged, though, maybe? Uh, I think it's labeled as clean. So I don't know how many curse words. (laughs) I swear a lot. And so you might have to like label this one explicit. Okay. I I can probably find a beep noise that I can (laughs) go back through and edit this. Uh, Yeah. So I honestly can't recollect when we met i know that it was probably so like through some networking or something and uh i remember meeting you a couple times and you're kind of standoffish like standoffish behavior i think if you don't know scott it's a little bit off-putting and so i think when i first met you i was like wow the guy's a dick (laughs) come to find out that's just scott like you know he hasn't quite uh warmed up to yet so yeah i really don't know when we met though it was it was a while ago. Yeah, it must it must have been through just one of the groups that we just happened to be part of at yeah. first. And then obviously, you know, our wives teach together. Yep. And so I think maybe like when Chanel and I got together, you know, she was like, Hey, I've got this friend, you know, Jess. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then she starts telling me about mm-hmm. her husband and I'm like, Oh my god, that's Scott. And like He's married to that dick. That's She's the guy. That dick. <laughs> that dick. <laughs> All right. Uh, So how aware or how much experience do you have with people on the spectrum? And what are your the biggest things that you've learned over the years that made you think, oh, okay, now that makes sense. So, for instance, I was standoffish and you thought I was a total dick. And now it makes more sense, hopefully. Yeah, I I love the, the anecdote that you share about when you and Jess went out for the first time or you went to some function and she had worn a dress and you had told her like mm-hmm. the first time you're like, Oh, you know, you look beautiful. And then you never had to tell her again. 
And I thought, I understand that. Like, I get that because I'm kind of the same way too. And, and Janelle always says, she's like, you're, you're probably somewhere on the spectrum too. And I don't know, obviously I've been diagnosed and I don't really fully understand it, but I don't know that I have had a whole lot of exposure really. I think it's kind of a, you know, uh, most people's experiences just haven't had the exposure. And plus, as an adult, it's really hard to get diagnosed, especially if you don't have insurance that covers it, which most insurance don't cover mental health because it's not a real thing, according to insurance companies. Yeah. And so it's really hard as an adult to have the exposure and to actually understand and know when you're dealing with somebody on the spectrum or if you yourself are. My diagnosis is all self-diagnosed. It's just things that I've learned about myself that... You're like, this makes sense. Yeah, and it yeah. makes much more sense th- when I look at myself through the diagnosis rather than I'm just really, really You're weird. You're just really weird and kind of a dick. And kind of uh, dick. No, I, and, and honestly, I think mine was kind of the same way too, is you know, looking at some of the things that I do. Like I'm very logical in the way I approach things, and I don't understand why other people aren't that same way. You know, like I'll look at <laughs> things through a very like you know, I don't know, like analyzed lens and say, okay, if I'm looking at this analytically and this is the answer, why the hell aren't the rest of you on board? And so that's, that's kind of been the issue, I think. So that's why Janelle says, she's like, yeah, you, you might be in the spectrum a bit. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, I guess I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, when, uh, you know, I told Jessica, she looked beautiful and how many times do I have to keep saying that? that my, <laughs> I already maybe said it if, once. If my opinion changes and she stops looking beautiful, then I'll let her know. <laughs> maybe. No, you shouldn't. I'm just gonna war- I'm just gonna tell you ahead of time. Don't do that. <laughs> well, you know, as long as she doesn't like get ugly. So. <laughs> just you've stopped looking beautiful. I just need to tell you that. Yeah. I probably won't tell you again, but I just need to state it right here. You know, I've established that baseline now, and you know, when you start looking beautiful again, then I'll I'll take back that comment and go back to the beautiful comment. Just, you know, as soon as I say, it's like saying, you know, when I worked in the office and everyone expected me to run around and say good morning to everybody five days a week. Like, oh yeah. I, I just saw you yesterday. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Yeah. Why, why are we going through this little and if it's not, charade? Yeah. If it's not a good morning, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's usually the people that I didn't like anyway. So then they get <laughs> mad at me for not saying good morning. I'm like, well, I hope you don't have a good morning. I want to talk to you anyway. <laughs> Uh, how, is that, how has your understanding of left to normal changed the way you act or interact with people in general? You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because I, like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of exposure, but um, it, I think just through some of the dealings I have with the nonprofits I've worked with and the individuals that I've interacted with over the last couple of years, my, um, and not that, man, I'm going to get, I feel like run through the ringer for this one, but not that being left of normal is like a special needs situation, you know, but it's someone who I think society considers different, right. Or what they consider outcasts. But I feel like there's a lot of us that are outcasts (laughs) that, that probably make up the majority of society. It's just, they're not diagnosed, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know, like I think listening to your podcast and listening to the way you interact with people is, is amusing to me because you put it so like plainly, and I appreciate that. So, all right. Uh, we kind of just talked about this. Uh, the next question was how has 
or has this podcast and the Left of Normal community opened your eyes to anything in your own life and personally? And so you kind of said that you you recognize it a little bit in yourself and you can kind of see it in other people a little bit better. And hopefully uh, when you come across people like me, it's not, oh, that dude's a dick. It's more of a, <laughs> uh, what's going on that makes yeah. it, make maybe he is, but, you know, kind of look is- a little bit deeper before <laughs> before that. Check yeah. Call. Yeah. And that, I think that is, uh, my new approach to a lot of people that I meet is, you know, going, okay, are they just a dick or is there something about them? You know, but also I, I don't, I'm not empathetic at all. Like that is one thing I do lack is empathy in general. And so I think I have been kind of forced to be more empathetic now, understanding that people probably look at me the same way. Like Alex is just a dick and it's like, no, like I'm very analytical. Like, you know, I don't need to interact with everyone. And if I, you know, find you, I guess, engaging, you know, on a sapiophile level, like I'm, I'm going to talk to you. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't care that you're next to me, you know? Yeah. That's kind of my approach to networking as a business owner. I have to network. I hate doing it. I hate going and, you know, rubbing elbows with people. But Which is crazy because you run million cups. You're at a ton of networking groups. I think, don't you run a networking group too? Uh, I used to run a biz to biz group. Yeah. So, and it's more of uh, everyone quit and nobody wanted to run it. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm here every week anyway. I might as well just take charge. But uh, like the business after hours, I try to go to th- those things. And my approach is I paid 10 bucks to get in. So I get dinner and two drinks and <laughs> I'll run into a handful of people I know. And then I usually like Aubrey Kincaid or Leif Wellhaven, people that know everybody. I say, hey, who's somebody I should meet? Go introduce me to somebody. And so my goal is to meet one new person. Once I do that, then it's it's a successful evening. And even if that doesn't happen, I paid 10 bucks for two drinks and dinner. So <laughs> You just, just kind of jump in their pocket and they take you wherever. Yeah. I love much. that. Uh, so you were at our, our, our after hours last week or two weeks ago, something like that. And it uh, that was an, uh, an experience for you. And I kind of want to hear your perspective <laughs> because there were a ton of people there. I mean, it was packed wall to wall. I remember looking uh, next to you. I think you were standing next to us at one point. You're like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing with that one was there's there was nowhere to like hide. Everywhere like had people like the tiny little room that should only have two or three people had like 10 people in there. Yeah. And it, you couldn't get around. You had to like squeeze your way through everything. And it was more of a, sometimes in those situations, I usually can block out most noises, but as soon as they start coming in, I hear like every conversation. And then it's just like uh, that scene in uh, Bruce Almighty where he's trying to talk to his girlfriend at the, at the, the, they're at out to dinner. And he hears all the voices. And all of a sudden he hears all these prayers coming in and it's just overwhelming, overwhelming till he like yells at everyone. And then everything shuts up. It's kind of like that all of a sudden, once I hear one of them, I'm like, oh, crap. Now all these. And then I just have to retreat into my mind and calm myself down and go get another beer from the bar. <laughs> Cold smoke cures everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I felt that. And I think one thing I've started to discover about myself is that I'm very much, you know, I hate these words because people just kind of use them so frivolously. It's like an introverted extrovert is that I can like. I like meeting people and hanging out for like a finite amount of time, but then I'll just like become a recluse for like two weeks <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, and now honestly, like after the after hours, that's how I was like, 
okay, I interacted with a ton of people. No one talked to me for a week. Yeah. That was, uh, I wrote an article about just on my own website, uh, went back when the pandemic first started and we were supposed to, you know, two weeks and everything can go back to normal. And all my extrovert <laughs> friends were absolutely freaking out. Like I play your part 364 days out of the year. You can play the part of an introvert for a couple weeks. You'll, welcome to, you'll welcome be okay. to my shoes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, it, you're, you guys are going to be okay. Yeah. If you need some interaction, get on the phone and call somebody that's not me. <laughs> Uh, so tell us a little bit about you and yourself. How did you get to where you are today? You mean like physically? I drove here. That's good. <laughs> I also drove here. So, and then I walked a little bit too. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's downtown. But yeah, I mean, do you mean like like yeah. here in like this stage of my life? Yeah, just kind of yeah. whatever you have. Well, the, a couple other questions here coming up will be about what you're up to and what you're doing and just kind of, uh, you know, the minute two minute three minute version of you know what brought you to billings what brought you to be yeah. in the position you're in now i'll hit the highlights because it's uh, a bit of a sordid past uh, honestly like it's just you know to be transparent so i am not from here obviously i'm from new york i have tried to hide my accent as much as possible just because <laughs> people here don't take too kindly to it and i found that out when i first moved here and i was in sales <laughs> and i would call people up like Hey, my name is Alex. You know, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. And as soon as I heard that talk, they're like, oh, God, <laughs> are, you, are you from this state? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you kind of sound like you're from the East Coast. And it, they would think that I was like calling them from the East Coast. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm literally just two blocks away. <laughs> but I moved here 2013. I was originally just stationed in here. And so when I say here, I mean like in Montana. I was stationed at Great Falls in the Air Force. And then traveled to Italy, came back to the States, you know, had a couple of kids and then just eventually stayed here. And so we had bounced around between, you know, Great Falls, uh, Helena, and then here, and then settled in Billings in 2013. And then it's kind of been just an interesting 10 years since I've been here. So. And then, so you were in the Air Force uh, you got out of that and then kind of what was your direction after that? Where did you see yourself going and did you go that way? I did not. Yeah. And that's, that's where I said, like, it's kind of an interesting pass is because I was a, a police officer in the military. And unless you go into being a police officer in the civilian world, there's no, uh, like there's no translation for that in the real world. You know, either you're like a police officer or you're doing security at Sears. Like those, those are the only two options that you really have. And I, I actually did security series for like six months and I hated it because it, it, was, it wasn't glamorous and it's not glamorous. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you do security, you know, your job sucks. So <laughs> I had decided, I was like, well, I'm going to go back to school because I had started school initially back in 2003 and then did a lot of bad things, which is why I joined <laughs> the military. And so I was like, I'll just do this again. And so I. I started like in a nursing program and then after a couple of years of working at a hospital realized that I don't want to do nursing and then went to like a business program and then like I went back to political science and so I'd bounced around to a couple different colleges um, before you know eventually graduating this coming May and so I didn't have direction I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And so that kind of leads into our next one. Uh, you recently started your own podcast about how you seem to kind of bumble your way along 
And if Michael Scott hadn't stolen the title, it could be called Somehow I Manage. Uh, kind of tell us about your podcast and what your goals are with that and what, what can people get out of that if they tune into that. Yeah. So what's nice is I, I set out initially to do a podcast about two years ago, but really had no idea what the hell I wanted it to be about. And I was like, well, maybe it'll be about this and maybe it'll be about that. And I, about a year ago, I had kind of narrowed it down. And I was like, well, I want to talk about this specific topic. But I was like, I'm not passionate about that. And I'm not really an expert. So what am I an expert on? Failing. Like <laughs> I have failed so many times over the last, you know, 20 years. You know, I'm 37 now. And I, you know, from the day I, I graduated high school up until now, you know, I'd failed countless times. And so I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm a master of failure. Because I think there are a lot of people who approach any kind of endeavor or even failure and think, well, that's it. I failed once. I'm not going to attempt anything again. Or they don't even start to, you know, to do anything because they're just afraid of failure. And so the whole point of, you know, Xander Speaks, which is, you know, my podcast was uh, interviewing people who I think a lot of us see as successful people who are business owners, who are like large business owners too, and get them on to talk about how they screwed up, but they got to where they are because they screwed up. And so, I mean, if you are afraid of failing or you're like, man, maybe this is, it's not for me. Uh, listen to this podcast because you're going to hear people who are successful and their failures align. Some of them are pretty colossal and now they're where they are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to talk to people even bigger than Billings people about, you know, all we see is like Tony Robbins and he's just massive. He opens his mouth and people just like throw money at him now. Oh my God. Yeah. Huge conferences. But yeah. I, every now and then I catch a glimpse of him from the 1970s when he was, I don't know, 20 some years old. And he was probably sitting in a room just like this, trying to drum up interest in his own, whatever podcast they had back in the seventies and had 12 people tuning in every week or something like that. Yeah. And so, but we don't ever see those stories, and they these big guys they they talk about it, but they never really open up and say, "Here's how much work I put in." You're seeing the last three years that was thirty years of prep, yeah. and we don't really see that. And so it's good to your podcast is good to kind of open that up and see a little glimpse that it's not all butterflies and rainbows, and it's a lot it's of not, work. Yeah, to and, get, and it's, and it's, it's a not lot glamorous, of, and it's a lot of you know not really heartbreak, but troubling times that you have to go through in order to find that success. Yeah. And it's one of those things that specifically failure is that people don't want to talk about, you know, they like, mm -hmm. they want to talk about their successes quite a bit and people want to see the success and then the failures, they just kind of sweep underneath the rug and they're like, we didn't yep. do that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you did. You screwed up. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, it's embarrassing too. It's, you know, yeah. they tried really hard to make it work and it didn't. And they're like, oh, it never happened. Just pretend we didn't put all that energy into something that wasn't the right thing. Yeah. So you mentioned that you finished your business degree, graduating here in a month or month and a half or whatever it is. Uh, what else is coming down the line with Alex Clark? The next big things, what's the plan to use your degree or, you know, become a multi-million dollar off Xander <laughs> Speaks? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's, I'm sure you know, like the stats, but there's such a, a little, little, little number of people who can actually produce a living making podcasts, which is why, like, I think, you know, like you and others like us, we do it because we love it, you know? 
but I have a degree in outdoor adventure leadership, which has nothing to do with <laughs> communications. I mean, there's like business aspects of it and there's guiding and being outside, but it's, it is nowhere near what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and so I started interning uh, about six ish months ago at a radio station here and genuinely just needed an internship for my capstone class. I was like, okay, if I do this, you know, I'll just move on to whatever the hell, I'll build a resume and then go work a nine to five, which is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it's not really for me. And I, I kind of realized that a couple of years ago. And so the internship actually turned into my own show. And so uh, starting April 10th, I get to be on my own radio show. I have a co-host and the show's called Xander and Leah. It's at well, 11 to one, you know, on 98.5. And it's something that I've wanted to do forever. I mean, like genuinely, uh, years ago, I had messaged a local DJ and said, hey, how do you go on the radio? And he goes, luck. <laughs> I was like, that's mm -hmm. not helpful. And then I, I, I kind of look at it now and I'm like, this was kind of luck. But it's funny. I always say like luck is where like preparation meets timing. Because I mean, that's really what it is. Like if you do the work and then the timing's right, you can take advantage of that. Uh, when I was younger, and I'm going to throw my dad under the bus because- <laughs> You know, even if he doesn't bid, he would call me Hollywood because I always wanted to be like an actor or somebody that had like this big ethereal personality, you know, and now I get to be that. And so that's what's next. It has nothing to do with my degree. <laughs> Sometimes I, I've heard that, you know, the I believe in luck. The harder I work, the luckier I get. And sometimes it's just, you know, you jumped on that internship and you luckily got your own show. Yeah, like completely random. Like I said, I, I had to jump into this communications capstone class and then I found out the last moment that it was an internship. And I was like, shit, like I don't I don't have an internship. And it was, it was like three weeks away from the semester starting. And I was like, oh my God, I know somebody who started a radio show. And I was like, hey, Leith, can I come be an intern? He was like, yes, <laughs> come help. And so then I turned into, you know, hashtag Alex the intern. Mm -hmm. And I was on the show almost every day you know, but helping a lot behind the scenes. And so I did not expect the last six months to go this route. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. So those that haven't done a podcast, haven't done a radio show, mine, I keep it as absolutely simple as possible. We do everything in one take. There's minimal editing uh, with Holden's. I had to go through and cut out because I had to coach him kind of along and he'd kind of bumble and then he'd get mad and he'd say something. And I'd be like, don't worry, I'm just, I'll cut this part out. Just yeah, let's just jump keep going. Right, just yeah. jump, jump right back into it. So I had to do a little bit of editing there, but for the most part, I just straight re press record. I chop the front and the back off because I do my introduction. So I save the whole file. So if I mislabel it, I can listen to it and hear what, what's yeah. coming up. Other than that, it's just a few clicks. Most places are much more in-depth. They have fancy equipment that needs set up. They need a lot more editing. They got to prime things, adjust things, whatever. So it, there is a ton of work that an intern would do that gets no credit for it. It's all, yeah. it all goes yeah. just to the DJs, the guys that are, they have their voice on the show. Yeah. And so that's why, uh, I don't think I'll have an intern on my show because I know a lot of what <laughs> goes into it and I know the amount of hard work that happens behind the scenes. And so I think it's just going to be me. Plus I have a co-host too. So we kind of will help each other out. And so. Until somebody that takes that senior communications capstone class and <laughs> they ask. messages you three weeks before oh the God. semester starts. Right. Like, I mean, 
you really want to, I guess, you can come on. Come on, you know, empty trash and bring <laughs> me some coffee or something. Every morning, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else we should know about life, the universe, everything? Uh, I mean, just in general, <laughs> I can get that can get pretty meta real, real quick. Whatever you think people should know, whatever, <laughs> whatever's on your heart. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, for me, this is a, kind of a tumultuous ch- time with a lot of stuff going on. And I'll be as ambiguous as possible. Um, but I think we need to start having more conversations with each other. And we need to, I think, stand up for the values that we hold more dear to us. I think we sometimes, as people, will allow ourselves to slip a little bit because we're like, well, I don't want to be mean to this person, right? I don't want to like hurt their feelings. But I think at this time right now, there's a lot of things that are happening that you, you can't stay silent anymore. You, you can't worry about their feelings anymore. So I think my message overall is number one, go fail at something. That's, that's (laughs) what I always say. Go fail at something. And number two, reach out to your neighbors or your family member and start having conversations that you always felt were difficult all right. And then if people want to tune in to Xander Speaks, where do they find you on that? And then you mentioned 981, 98, 5. 95. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I, I would say two things, you know, I've got Xander Speaks, which is the podcast on failure. And so, I mean, you can go to all the, you know, Google podcasts, you can go to the Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, <laughs> uh, you can go to Buzzsprout. Uh, I mean, they're all on there. I actually, I have a website too. It's called xanderspeaks.com uh, where you can pop on and just read a little snippet about it and then jump right into the podcast there. So that's a podcast side of things, but for the radio show, it starts April 10th. Uh, you guys can go to 985 Wolf to listen to us uh, streaming. We're also on Twitch, which is kind of crazy because I don't know if anybody else in the area is on Twitch, but it's a way for us to interact with our listeners. And so it's basically just twitch.tv slash Xander and Leah. And then if you go to Facebook, it's Xander and Lee. And that's Xander with an X, too. People think it's with a Z. It's, <laughs> it's just a last part of my name, like Alexander. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, go on to Facebook and look up Xander and Leah. We're on YouTube as Xander and Leah. Uh, Instagram, Xander and Leah. Uh, just everywhere. Just, just look up Xander and Leah. All right. And so that should start popping up, too, once you have a few more episodes and everything out. Google search Xander and Leah. It should be a takeoff here pretty soon. Next, Tony Robbins. Thank fingers crossed. From me. Yeah. All right. Well, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Join the Facebook community. Feel free to interact over there. Ask any questions you might have. If you don't feel comfortable, I believe there's a way to ask anonymously on there. And remember that if you see someone across the room and you think they're a total dick, it's probably they're just on the spectrum. So go up and ask them what they're interested in, and they might talk to you or they might shriek at you and run away. It depends on how many other people have talked to them that day. And, of course, share this podcast with your friends, whether they're left, normies, or right.